For 40 years, I've walked the line between worlds and am well-versed in death. But I want to have faith in humans. For 40 years, I've walked the line between worlds and am well-versed in death. But I want to have faith in humans. Give me something to believe in. Earth below me, sky above me, fire within me. Brought to you by UPRN Network. I'm Trish Mo, and this is The Missing Piece. Okay. Good evening, everyone. I'm not sure you can hear me. Um, let's see. Okay, and we're back. So if you can hear me now, I'm, I'm not sure you can because I can't see or hear anything. Um, but you are listening to The Missing Piece, 105.3 FM, New Orleans, and United Public Radio Network. We are broadcasting live, and I am my show is sponsored by Carnation as well as... Um, United Public Radio Network, and I am forever grateful for that. So those in the chat room, um, again, if if you have a problem hearing me, please let me know. So because I'm trying to test this now since I can't see anything at the moment. And we're back. Okay. 
So what happens when this, I, I was going to talk about the recent, um, actually a lot of things I found over, found over this last week, um, especially regarding um, two projects with um, that came before Project Blue Book. It was um, Project Grudge and Project Sign, which most people don't know or, or aren't really familiar with. Um, but in doing so, I came across a bunch of books um, that people had written back in the 50s and during that time. And I have been studying. I love retro art. So what I had actually planned for tonight, since this week, um, February 1st, the evening of February 1st and February 2nd, um, pagans, neo-pagans, uh, Wiccans, people from, from many different faiths and cultures all across the world celebrate in bulk, which is um, Irish and Celtic originated. Um, but it's basically the halfway point between um, the winter solstice and, and the spring equinox. So basically it's, it's um, coming into a lighter time from the darkness of winter. So um, there are so many legends and lore and different mythical creatures and monsters that go along with that um, because it's it's basically the light battling the dark. And I always find at this time of year, um, starting from from the um, the fall equinox, um, you know, we go we go into quite literally a darker period of our lives. Everyone does, uh, regardless of the weather. You could you could probably live on a well. No, I don't want to say that. I could live on a balmy, you know, tropical island and probably not get seasonal depression like everybody <laughs> everybody does. Um, but again, uh, it's it's basically about Jack Frost and the Green Man um, battling it out um, to, and, and that's when the days start getting longer. Um, but also, there are many that um, seek out and and uh, honor the goddess Bridget during this time. Um, she's the goddess of poetry. Of I had an entire presentation for you all. Let me see. If, and, and again, it never lets me do this. But, um, but what I was going to do, because uh, in bulk symbolizes creativity and um, art in many forms, uh, poetry, as I said, and I know I don't talk much about that part of my life, but since there is so much um, negativity and, and toxic information and everything else on social media and in the world right now and propaganda and everything else that, that I don't want to become, um, tonight I was actually going to do 
do a presentation about historical um i i found the most interesting historical ufo reports um that i want to share but while i was doing that i was going to kind of do a uh, a paint along you you all could you know uh, if, if you're an artist, if you wanted to learn, things like that, since I do have, obviously, ADHD and everything else, um, it, it's easier for me to focus on, on what I'm trying to communicate when my hands are also doing something. So as odd as that seems, I know, I have to, to keep, I have to keep my, my physical and spiritual and mental body all occupied. Um, otherwise they they just get stuck and and i don't convey my my message very clearly so um that's something that i wanted to touch on as well so if that's something that anyone would be interested in you know i i paint mostly um i do a lot of like steampunk type um cryptids i do a lot of um dragons fairies um, and I've never shown that because I never, I never actually thought that, that my, um, my art was good enough for every, even though, even though it's something I've done for, for quite some time now, I'm also a graphic artist. Um, and, um, but I think it's fun. And I think it's fun when, when people do that together and kind of do it, um, along to like reaction videos and stuff, because. I do that in my own time all the time. And I think it's hilarious because of course, as you all know, I'm a giant child. So, um, so welcome again, if you're just joining me. Um, right now, something that I looked up, I, I don't, I was led, I was intuitively led to this too. And I'm probably gonna start doing this as well. So this is from a historical piece in the, um, Topeka Capital Journal. And I thought it was interesting. It's from July 18th, 2022. So just last summer. Um, and, and so here's a few messages, which, which I thought were interesting that came up on this page. Um, First of all, the page has creator really big across uh, across it. And, I, and I'm not going to show this because you all wouldn't understand how I receive these. Um, I mean, everybody receives messages in a different way and, and they only make sense in that format to you. But but relaying them um, is where, you know, we can be the, the translators, I guess. So, um I thought it was funny. It had this had this cute cartoon of a big bad wolf, and uh, it said the big bad wolf couldn't blow down the pig's house made of bricks, so he and uh, and then the big bad wolf's you know walking away, saying, "You stink anyway. I know where there's this sick old lady to visit." Um, so I thought that was cute. Um, Libra. Uh, because on the flip side, that's what this this time time frame would be. Don't try to provide all the answers or do too much of the work yourself. 
make it easy and necessary for everyone to help. So that's, that's a good message. Uh, experience for Virgo is the only teacher around today and you're a quick study. Um, let's see, I'm interested, I'm, I'm intrigued now. Leo, rarity makes a thing special. What's always available will not be valued, no matter how intrinsically valuable it is. Cancer, using your talent will be not only satisfying, but a reminder of how good life can be when you're doing what you love. Gemini, you shouldn't have to impress anyone with a grand gesture. If you feel you must, there's an imbalance at play in the relationship. Let's see, Sagittarius, you seek a certain type of relationship. Another type of relationship seeks you, and it's a tiring roundabout chase. What else do we have? Capricorn, the discussion that seems so promising may ultimately meander and evolve. That's sad. Aquarius, prize what you've built so others will too, and then be sure to keep a controlling interest. Pisces, your encouragement is needed more than you know. What you say will make a difference in the morale. Scorpio, you'll learn faster when you stop caring what others think. Maybe no one will notice a mistake, or if they do, it won't matter much. Taurus, it is the messiness of life that makes it fascinating. Intimacy occurs up close and in real time. Aries, today you'll experience one person having a fuller sense of the mind of the other than words could convey. And apparently at that time last summer, it was Shark Fest. Interesting. But what I noticed on this, I, okay, I noticed, I noticed a few things. You all might find this uninteresting and completely irrelevant in your own, in your own realities, and that's fine. But... How have I never heard of this? Okay, first of all, it, it says claim to fame. This is some TV show. Some of you, let me know if you if you have heard of this or watched it. It's called Along Came a Spider. So after the first elimination, contestants keep their friends close and their secrets closer as new alliances are formed and more identities are revealed. This week's challenge tests the senses, giving contestants clues about their fellow housemates, identities they can only feel, not see. A close round of voting in the Voto booth ends in another elimination with the remaining contestants one step closer to winning. How interesting. Would, would any of you also, would any of you participate in something like that is the question. Or do you think we already do? Seems like, seems like that could be relevant in so many situations. Like how many times, uh, you know, if you're on a sports team or, or say if you play chess or checkers. No, I don't play any of those. I, uh, I don't play chess or checkers. I play connect four because that's always been, been my favorite. Um, you know, from the time I was little. Let's see. There is another show, and I, I do have stories about this. And let me know in the chat room 
last time i i swear i facebook shadow banned me again like last week or something because i didn't i was responding to everyone in the chat room but when i looked it back up on facebook like on my group page and stuff um my answers weren't showing up there so i'm not sure you all were seeing them um anyways there's a show on lifetime called frogging frogging p-h-r-o-g-g-i-n-g hider in my house this is creepy as hell let me tell you only because i can relate um well even if i couldn't relate it would be creepy but it's exploring the oddly named act of secretly living in someone else's home this unsettling new docu-series recreates real life accounts of everyday folks who discovered that a stranger was camped out somewhere inside their walls you will never ignore that sound up in the attic again okay so creeper story number one i i mean there's there's probably some i don't i don't even want to know anymore like if somebody's living in my attic i can't i have i can't <laughs> or my cellar or wherever the hell they want to hide in my house um but uh the first time happened when when i was in college and um my roommate went home for break we had a third spare bedroom that had access to the attic uh, through the closet and um i we never went in there after you know, there were there wasn't even anything in the room we were poor college students you know the room was empty we initially thought it would be cool to have an extra room um since we we had friends that came from out of town and such um but we never ended up putting anything in there we never went in there and so this had like a you know like the drop down trap door type thing to the attic through the closet and there was nothing in there when we initially moved in and then i stayed home to work um over christmas break and my roommate had gone home so i, I would get off work late at night and um i you know how you can hear like walking like footsteps on on the carpet and if it's really really quiet you can actually hear that level of you know because you're listening more intently too um and so i would be studying um you know i was i was trying to do extra classes over winter break and i um i would be at my desk you know facing a wall and all of a sudden i hear this and i'm like and nobody's there and this is this isn't even like i didn't sense a presence as in a spirit so it was just like the feeling of being watched but not by uh a different like and entity that wasn't human and so um and i had a little little dog i had a little maltese and um but he was scared of his own shadow so i i would this happened over and over and i would wake up in the middle of the night and think that somebody was watching me and um finally like i started coming home and my thermostat would be on like 95 degrees i'm like what the hell you know heat rises so um that's when i was like well maybe there is a ghost maybe like the ghost keeps turning the heat up or something but um and my my little dog every time i was about to leave the house 
he had a little kennel. I, I, I didn't put him in it when I wasn't home. Um, but it was just his kind of safety area. And he would run in there and, and like hide and be shaking. And then it's, it got to where he would run up to the spare bedroom door and like sniff under it. If, you know, it was always closed and he would just take off backwards, like terrified of it. And so finally, my, when my roommate came home, it was a Saturday morning. I will never forget. And we were, I mean, I was, I was asleep, obviously. We were both in our own rooms, you know, and all of a sudden I hear somebody run down the stairs and out the front door. And I, I don't know. I thought it was my roommate, you know, maybe I thought he missed practice something, who knows, but he comes running in my room um, or vice versa. I don't remember which one of us got it first, but um, it was like, did you hear that? Was that you? I was like, well, it wasn't me. I thought it was you. <laughs> and so um, we ended up going into the attic and there were like all these footprints and candles and blankets and all kinds of stuff. And it turned out the previous property manager um, never changed the locks like he, or, or the new one never changed the locks like he was supposed to. The previous one still had access to all of that and was allowing people to stay in, in tenants' attics. And that's terrifying. Um, but what's even worse, that wasn't the first time. That was not the first time. If, if y'all knew how many houses um, I've had people break break into or have stalkers or what have you. Um, but what was odd about this, all of this, is I'm not the only one. You know, if I start mentioning this to certain people, they're like, no way. You know, come to think of it, that, that happened... Um, you know, when I was younger, so such and such. So if that's ever, if anything like that has ever happened to any of you, if you found a secret room in your house, if you found somebody hiding in the attic, in the cellar, um, whatever it may be, put it in the comments or write to me um, because I'm going to put that in the, I'm going to put a banner because um I've, I've got, I've got theories about all of this, but, um, you know, another place, there was a trap door when I lived in New York, um, there was a trap door through my closet to, to where the underground railroad connected, um, other houses and because it was a really old house. And that one terrified me because I thought something was going to come up through the floor. And now that I know that things do live uh, underground, um, that would scare me even more. I'd be like, what's, what's going to come through my, you know, and a direct door. Um, but doors, doors are creepy anyways, because doors can be, can be anything. Doors can be portals, you know, doors can be all kinds of things. So, um, that, that's one thing that, um, to this day, is still, I don't, I don't even like, um, the little, like you see, the, those always scared you too, like Christmas vacation, he gets stuck in the attic because the damn door, you know, the door flips back up and he's stuck up there and his family doesn't know it, um, for a while. So there's, there's that. So 
all these things on this paper though it's it's really weird like it's a weird combination for july um to be i know i i look terrible today and stuff but i figured i would explain a lot too because um you know joe was was giving us all <laughs> He was giving us a hard time because he's like, people are going to be able to see you all on TV now that we're on Roku much bigger and than they normally would. But I was watching this show on uh, this morning on like History Channel or so. I, I don't know. It was in the background. I was listening to, I don't know if most people are aware of, and, and I'm putting that on my health blog. Um, I don't know if most people are aware of how many, I, I have talked about it before, how much um, toxic metals and like cyanide and arsenic and all kinds of stuff is in makeup or lotions or any of those things. And one of the biggest, re one of the, the main reasons actually that I was able to heal myself before, you know, with Lyme disease and everything is is because i stopped putting toxic things in my body i stopped um obviously doing things that that could harm me in that way um there's even a theory that the first the original uh queen elizabeth died because of the the toxins it i believe it was the cyanide it said that was in her makeup that she wore for so long, um, which I believe. But anyway, so so this weird, random, uh, it's like a TV guide, which I haven't seen in years, but so there's the frogging hider in my house. And I guess this is still a series. Um, again, I have never seen it. Um, along came a spider. Again, that's about keeping friends close and um, and there's secrets closer, but 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 eventually re revealing identities. Um, and then right next to that is shark attack, which which I find humorous. Going old school, don't forget the lyrics. Uh, teachers try to try. try I, I guess they try to sing basically, which is interesting. Um, but so, so anyway, so, so going by the movies, they suggest during that week, which is interesting. First of all, uh, Robin Williams. I love him. I love, I always pay attention to the actors because this lineup of people on this page of movies, whoever wrote this, I commend you because, and it doesn't say who, who on this page, who put together all of these, uh, these movie reviews, but Aladdin, uh, children's movie, obviously the original 1992 version with Robin Williams. Um, why you should go back and watch that as an adult if you have not, because there is a, what's considered an, uh, a very tricky entity to navigate and and highly negative and and destructive is a jinn um spelled j i n n 
Um, and, and on the flip side, you know, of not being a genie in a bottle per se would be the gin. And, and that's basically um, the dark side of Aladdin, I guess. So if you ever study gin and then go back and, and watch that movie, um, it'll make a lot more sense. Um, another one they suggest, Zombies 2. Everyone loves a good zombie movie. Angel Has Fallen, Gerard Butler, Morgan Freeman. Love both of them. Captain Marvel, or Marvel, as Samuel L. Jackson would put it. The Fate of the Furious. That one's interesting. I've never seen those, by the way. Fast and Furious Presents. I've never seen that either. Forrest Gump. What an interesting one to throw in there. Life with Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. Texas Carnival. Uh, that's that's uh, that's scary. One of that's from the 1951 musical con comedy, um, and then of course right next to that is the original Toy Story, Finding Dory, and Independence Day Resurgence. So, um, that's all. That's all kind of scary to me, in hindsight now. Um. And then they have all these random random columns, which they used to have, you know, in old magazines and such. And I actually, I actually love those. Um, so, so the they have the history of rock on films, the 1970s. Um, the harder they come. Um, and then there's the Ask Carolyn, which is, is Topeka's version of, you know, um, they have they have a version of this in, in just about any newspaper I've seen. Um, but they talk about different, um, like this one's a good one. It talks about everyone's favorite helper has no support left to give. Um, and this was adapted from an online discussion. Dear Carolyn, I'm 50 and after a pretty good run have had three really cruddy years with one health crisis or traumatic event after another. Unfortunately, I realized while going through this storm that all the people close to me are dumpers. They come to me with their troubles and I listen and empathize. The problem is that none of them were particularly interested in letting me dump to them. I understand it's been a colossally bad time for a lot of people. I'm actively trying to get a therapist, but what I need is advice about is how to shut off the flow. I can no longer listen to their woes and keep a semblance of sanity. Please give me some words to use. I have no support left to give. Hmm. So the the author, I guess the Carolyn. Oh, I feel for you, and I'm glad you're ready to say your piece because it's not merely okay to be honest with your people. It's essential. My first thought is to stop them up front and say you're doing it. I'm going to stop you up front. I know you're struggling and count on me to help. I am dealing with one crisis after another myself, though, and I have no capacity right now to provide comfort. This audience has excellent conversations, script writers, so I'll include their suggestions, too. Audience ideas. I'm sorry, I know you need to talk, but I'm in overload right now and I can't handle it. 
listen, I care about you and want to support you, but my own stress box is overflowing these days. Can we talk about blank instead? I like to talk about animals, puppies, kittens. I have thousands of pictures just in case you're, <laughs> you all ever want to see them um, of my pets. This is hard for me to tell people, but because we're so close, I know you'll understand. I've been going through a lot of personal crisis, and my capacity to give other people support, comfort, is just tapped out right now. And if they don't get the message, repeat shorter versions as needed. I'm sorry, but remember what I said about not being able to give support right now. Or drop the, I'm sorry. That's my own reflex. That's funny. I do that all the time. I mean, I don't tell people that, but, but I... I do say sorry, and we shouldn't apologize for things like that because um, it's more about boundaries. Um, I need to cut you off. I'm not really in a place right now where I can process or help you with your issues. And I think perhaps some professional eyes might be better suited towards them. And then she says, one piece of advice from my therapist was to, be, to practice being warm and closed versus warm and open. So you can be your kind, warm self, just not open to their stories. Wow. Oh, I just don't have the bandwidth. That one's hilarious. Um, so anyways, I just wanted to share that page because it was random and for whatever reason I'm sure it will uh, resonate with someone um, but um, and again that was from the Topeka Capital Journal from July 18th 2022 so I will go back to Project Grudge and Project Sign. Now, an interesting thing came up with, with these. When you search for these on the, if you're following along, you want to go to the CIA.gov website and you click on the Freedom of Information Act. And there you can search for anything, anything you want, any topic you want, any project you want. And I, I searched for Project Grudge because that's what it was previously called. I don't know if it's going to, you, you kind of have to dig on these things. So I don't know that it's going to come up for that. But what did come up is um, a book that was approved for release of a researcher called The Search for Superman. And why this is relevant is because it recently came up in a conversation um, and that is, so I was trying to look up the book as well because I could just find these documents. Um, and it's by John L. Wilhelm. Um, the purpose of the book was to present the facts as best they can be determined in the controversial psychic experiments carried out over the past several years by SRI. Um, 
and the author was not allowed to witness, actually witness any of their psychic tests. Um, but some of the, a, um, the president, Charles Anderson, um, someone's daughter who had psi ability, um, but it, but it looks really interesting because this isn't just in reference to fictional things happening. And I know that's very hard for, for, for many to wrap their mind around um, because people in this mind research group are, you know, one of them, Pat Price, a former police commissioner. Um, there's a photographer. Um, and they were studying the, the two hemispheres of the brain, left for verbal and analytic, analytic thoughts, right for intuition and the understanding of patterns, images, ESP, the right hemispheric, since the right side of the brain is known to be excellent for bridging gaps and perceiving general patterns, uh, loyal opposition, um, the, uh, a British critic said experiments were not fraud proof and therefore could not in principle serve as con conclusive proof of ESP. So basically they were trying to prove psychic abilities or clairvoyancy, things like that. Um, Ray Hyman, the psychology professor at the University of Oregon, um, conducted tests with uh, incredible sloppiness, they stated. Um, and then, you know, they, they compared a magician, Charles Reynolds, uh, editor of pop popular photography and non-believer, Scientology, various levels of achievement, so it's such a weird, it's an odd combination of people involved in that, which, why am I talking about this? Well, because all of these things, whether you want to accept it or believe it or not, still go on to this day, I believe. Um, and I have many reasons to, to think that. Uh, you know, in my, in my own life. Um, there's, and even, it, of course, most of the time, all the time, it's, it's unbeknownst to most of the people that it's happening to. Um, we've talked about many times, you know, how, how Canadian residents that were suing um, them for various experiments in the in the 70s 80s things like that so but that's the only thing that came that's the first thing that came up when i typed in the project grudge so i assumed it was relevant because if you go there you know and type it in again and that's how that's how messages sometimes come across too um if you type it in again there's there's like I don't know, hundreds of, of different um, 
different documents, letters, you can find anything on there, I swear. And then there's also um, the blackvault.com with uh, John Greenwald. He's He was the founder of that. Um, and he's pretty young, you know, for, for all that he's done in, in that he has, he's the reason that many, many, many unclassified documents um, have, or classified documents have been declassified because you have to go through, if there's something specific that you're looking for, you have to go through a process with the CIA. You have to request it. You have to, um, you know, show proper documentation and all these things before a single document can be declassified. Um, but yeah, you could find all the previous uh, UFO um, conspiracy theories, everything like that. Um, what's interesting to me, which which I'm putting together, you know, a timeline record of these things, more of an archive. Um, or a da database. For instance, a man or at this same time um, in the 50s, I believe, uh, saw this. And the only reason this resonated was because I talked about the green fireball theory last year around this time because it happens at the same time every year. Well, this man in the 50s around the same time said he spotted a giant, like, green flaming fireball um, burning through the sky, like falling through the sky towards the ground. And I noticed that because earlier in the day, I had read about the comet, the green comet that was supposed to come through this week. Um, which we would have been on the same around the same time span, and this this particular comet only only it comes or, or is only visible to us once in a very very uh, great while. You know, it's it's not it's not often. So, but the fifties now, oddly enough, is uh, quite some time ago. So, I feel like. Now we can go back and debunk many of these UFO sightings. Um, I mean, which which those of us that know know, but but at the same time, um, although I I believe in many things that so many other people don't, or or even you know you all as my listeners would probably think I'm crazy about half the things I talk about. But um, on the other hand of that, I am also very, I seek logic and science to an extent of trying to find a way to easily help others understand or see a bigger picture. Um, Plus for myself, you know, it used to be validation to myself, so I wouldn't think I was crazy. <laughs> uh, and so I would study the science 
uh, science of things more so. So I just came across a volatile, volatile spy chief. How interesting. I'm telling you, you can go on there and research. Um, and this one had to do with uh, Will, Wilhelm? No. Maybe that's his name. I don't know. Things are like in code on some of these. Mr. Casey is what they call him. But it, has, it goes back to like Pearl Harbor, um, all of the original tax laws, all kinds of things that we probably shouldn't. Again, don't, uh, you know, some of these I don't even bother. Like, I, I'm not a negative person, so. I don't, I don't read about, like, oil wars or, or anything like that. Um. And then on their page, um, you can also find, where is it? The World Factbook. They also have the CIA Museum on there. Um, so the World Factbook has more to do with social studies type stuff. They, they tell you, um, there's a fact of the day, and it's usually, you know, the one on this day is about the Gabon, Gabon, I'm, I'm probably mispronouncing that, um, a West African country on the Atlantic Ocean. Um, it's about a flag. It's about their flag, green, yellow, and blue. The green represents the country's forests, natural resources. Gold represents the equator, which transects Gabon, as well as the sun, and blue represents the sea. Um, but they also have different categories of that. So there's people in society. Um, and that one, that one could be interesting because it, it talks about the gross reproduction rate of, um, which is the average number of daughters a woman would have if she survived all of her childbearing years. It indicates whether the next generation of women will exceed, match, or outnumber the current population of women of reproductive age. The second field is currently married women, ages 15 to 49, which provides percentage of married or in-union women among women of reproductive age, 15 to 49. Um, because many people have have um, voiced their opinion on, even Elon Musk, you know, talks about um, how humanity and the race of humans is is long past the ability to survive extinction we we passed that in the 70s you know it's it's kind of a 
there's not there's not a lot of hope that people like that have in in recovering um, from from the drop in the human race, you know. And then of course we had the pandemic, which was an even bigger hit. But one big thing that I have been hearing a lot about lately is census, government census uh, reports. You know that everyone has to is required to take. Um, every few years or, or whatever. And um, that's, it gives a lot of, of uh, information about people. Um, but also what I found years ago, which is, I, I mean, I wasn't even looking at it. I have this crazy ability to find these things. And um, oh, hi, Carol from Oregon Coast. Um, yeah, I, I have this weird ability to these things just, you know, come across my radar. And um, it was the census, you know, you can go on the government website as well and look at the predicted population in the future. Well, even back then, there was a prediction that the population would drop um, by, by millions between 2018, it was like, even back to like 2017, 18, to 2025, I think it was. And you could go look these up. Um, but I saw that like, I don't know, 10 years ago. So you ask, how's that possible? What, what did they know that was already going to happen? They knew that the population was going to decrease by millions for whatever reason during that time frame, And I think it's much simpler than that, though. I don't think there's any special, I don't think they knew, well, I mean, they probably did through the government, like, they, they wouldn't tell us if they did, but, but I'm saying, I think it's, I think we're making things like that too complex, because that's statistics, that's graph, that's, that's data reporting and analyzing, analyzing the data, and it is no different than algorithms. So I assume what, what that all of their information goes by is patterns that it sees. And as, you know, as we're all aware, we continue these cycles, we continue these patterns throughout time. That's why we have a plague or, you know, the Spanish flu or, or something every hundred years, you know, and, and usually the next time's worse than, than the previous. Um, or vice versa, but but it happens in patterns. It's it's literally the biorhythm of the Earth's life, basically. No different than our own. We all have it. We all have ups and downs, and there is no way of avoiding um, these mountains that we we all have to climb. You know, you can change change your reaction, which which essentially changes the way in which, well, the amount of time it takes you to recover, I guess, or, or if you recover, or how long it takes you to get back up. But 
but all of those things can't really be avoided. You know, we, it's, it's the storms of life. So I don't think there was any special knowledge they had about what was going to happen in the future. I don't think, it, regardless of whether they did or they didn't, I'm just saying if you look at things in a much simpler form, maybe that's all it was. Maybe they just, you know, put the data in a computer and that was the, the algorithm which, which created uh, essentially the fate on a timeline of Earth's population because that's what they were they were measuring in that specific graph. Um, but but I don't think that's something to focus on. You know, we we can't. It's kind of like um, you know we we burn undergrowth and brush and everything else for one so there aren't forest fires and things like that but also for new growth and so i think it i think it happens over and over and over and 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 it's not like there's never going to be another apocalypse there's never going to be another end of the world all of those things there's there always is because it's 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 uh it's the cycle of of death and rebirth and and that's basically what this season means. You know, you go through this long period from after summer, you know, into fall, into the dark days. And and um, I guess it depends on which, um, whether you live in the northern or southern hemisphere, because obviously southern hemisphere is opposite of what we are. It's our mirror. So right now, you know, it's, what, isn't it summer? I think it's summer in the southern hemisphere. Um but then it'll be the flip side, like our summer will be their winter. And so unless you're one of those people that, that um, it's like birds, you know, like geese, they head south for the winter. So then you never experience those. And maybe that's, that was the, the trick, you know, to migration, everything back in, in older times, because technically you're, you're avoiding all of those storms. Um, quite literally too. Um, but but I think um, as far as the the information that's available to us now, I don't think we're using it um, you know in the right way because so many people criticize, the use of, or, or even the advancements in artificial intelligence, self-driving cars, because that's obviously, that's already here. I already told the story about driving when they released the, uh, when they were testing the semi-trucks, the tractor trailers that could drive themselves. And um, I believe they started in Texas and they sent them north. Um, but I encountered one of those on the highway and that was one of the most terrifying things because it's crazy to look at that a machine that big and not see a driver, you know? Um, 
Although I, I do I do question, you know, their argument is that they will be much safer than humans. Okay, yes, to an extent. Um, because of the, the perception that the machine has can't can't even be compared to that of our own, you know, be, because it's so much they have accessibility to to that type of technology um by design so um but i but i think we don't i think we're looking at all the wrong things in, in those in those areas you know um i talked about this i i was on um again i i I enjoy talking to all these people that I'm I'm on their podcasts and such. Jesse Peak from from MUFON. I was on his show last uh, Thursday, I believe. So I posted that on my Facebook group page. If you have not checked it out, head over there and do so. Um, he's great too. Very very knowledgeable, very wise, and um, he's done a lot of research. Um, and you know that interacts with experiencers all the time on these things so um why is that relevant what does that have to do with ufos self-driving vehicles well again watch that watch that podcast listen to it um because it's it's machines it's it's a vessel no different than than we are to spirits you know um it's just another car our our um and and so when they when they're talking about um, artificial intelligence being able to evolve and show emotion and show um, you know like the one that Google shut down because it started showing fear and and even almost anger and such when. They asked, and it had to respond until it had to respond truthfully when they asked it, and it said it was afraid of being shut off. Okay, well, there's your first problem. You know, there were even, and this is very, this isn't even widely known, I believe. I, I think it was 29 scientists, 26 scientists. Either way, that's anything over one is a lot, is too much. Um, scientists that were killed by robots, by artificial intelligence in a lab in Japan. Um, I believe it was two weeks ago. Okay. And the scientists, they, um, they were performing tests and experiments with them and they had weapons, you know, they were trying to build super soldiers, of course. And these robots turned on them and shot, started shooting them, even to the extent when they powered them down, when they tried to command them to to shut down um they didn't to the point of some of the scientists even tearing them apart to get them to stop attacking them at which point the robot apparently started obtaining information on its own from satellites okay because of course, if if 
you, you know, picture this, the, the scientists shut down the mainframe, which they thought was what it was connected to, its own network per se, right? Its own network because everybody uses like Bluetooth and things like that, your, your inner office network works. Okay, so they shut that down. They thought that it wouldn't be able to communicate anymore. Oh no. How many satellites do you think are up there? It pinged off of those on its own, on its own command. Like it had already evolved enough to write its own code for that matter. And uh, started pinging off of that and getting information, downloading information on how to repair itself. And it attempted to put itself back together. Now, think about that for a minute. So when all of you have have your little Alexa or Siri or whoever, I don't I don't have any of those. Echo, I don't I don't know what what all of those are. Um you're enabling and I, and I think about these things long term just because I've I've had crazy things happen to my in my life and at one point I was kind of afraid of my toaster. Um and no, it was long before um I ever knew, even knew Transformers existed, um, you know, as far as the movie goes. And so, um, and, and that's mostly because I, um, you know, I've been electrocuted and such um, quite a lot and, and struck by lightning. But um, yeah, most people, most people assume there's no way they, they they can't even picture artificial intelligence evolving in that way. But here's what I, I tell people. Think of it as as a human being possessed by another spirit. It's no different. A car, a computer, a whatever, an electric bike, I don't know. Um any of those things can be a vehicle for a spirit. So even though, or, but especially a robot, you have a vehicle with a brain. Yeah, of course, it's going to be a hundred times more, a thousand times more advanced and so much quicker than a human. You know, if you're, if you're talking in terms of, of how you would even compare, um, you wouldn't. So, the pros, yes, medical advancements, all of this. I'm not worried about the AI part. I'm worried about what will use that as a host. And then you have, um, you know, Elon Musk and stuff, which he's he's actually condemning, like warning everyone, warning the world about advancing with artificial intelligence and computers and such. And I'm like, they pinged off of one of your God knows how many satellites, dude. Like, you you enabled that to happen. Um, so that's, uh, that's, that's one of the problems with that, that I have with those speeches from him. Um, and then, and then his his whole Neuralink thing that he wants to install inside his his brain, so humans can get downloads in the same manner. Um, 
and just know things, you know, have, have an automatic, have access to, to essentially a computer in your brain. But here's the thing. We already do. We do. I've, I've, well, I've learned that in my own life before I started studying neuro-linguistic programming. You can write your own code. You can code your brain to do many things. There's, there's advancements in hypnotherapy, clinical hypnotherapy. There's people here, you know, um, on, um, like on the West Coast and stuff that use neuro-linguistic programming and scripting for hypnotherapy for uh, non-surgical cosmetic upgrades, you know, people can have, um, it like breast enhancements and stuff by programming their brain to redistribute fat cells, things like that without ever having surgery. You can program your brain to quit smoking, quit, quit eating certain foods, quit, to increase your metabolism, to lower your cholesterol, whatever you want to do. Um, and that's the whole mind over matter. And that's my point in, in why we don't need these neurolink things. We don't need, because the problem with that, just like our own brains, we're able to be manipulated. Those, <laughs> it would make it even, even, it's like, it's like implants, you know, it's no different. Um, then, then you have, not only do you have these robots and AI, but you have other computers that could hack your brain. And then you have hackers that hack the computers that could hack your brain. So I'm not, I'm not thrilled about any of that. And uh, um, same goes for like the nanoparticles and food and stuff, but we won't get into that because that's a whole other, I'm just saying, you know, everybody's all on board for this. You don't even, you don't even realize the amount, all of these things on TikTok, all of, you know, dance, I'm, I'm not talking about in educational forms, although to an extent, um, but even just silly things, you know, people dancing, people singing, people interacting. Um, when you see videos or, or shorts or whatever of people cleaning their house and just mundane things, um, granted, humans are also interested in, in for whatever, in watching reality shows technically through through other people just just like me you know we all broadcast um publicly over news radio media in, in whatever form um but it's also teaching artificial intelligence extraterrestrials whatever how we act how to mimic us um, making it even harder in the future for us to discern between those things. And I don't think most people consider, nor do they care, because they think, oh, you know, that's not going to be around for hundreds of years. No. No, I got messages long ago. It's, it's going it, to, it will be in our lifetime. Um, so, so by saying that, yes, a computer-controlled vehicle, actual car, is safer than human um, driving and perception and reaction time and all of that. 
Okay, technically, yes. But I also don't want my car to try to kill me um, intentionally um, because it was hacked or because it just, who knows why, for various reasons. Um, and it's not even, it's not a paranoia thing. Um, it, it's just thinking realistically. Um, and aside from that, even the apps you use, if you use any type of app to get rewards for scanning receipts or what's another good one? Um, taking picture, even, even to an extent product reviews, um, it's gathering information on patterns of of what we purchase, how we live, um, what affects those things, different different seasons of those things. Um, and so I, I believe that all those things are equally dangerous because we're just handing all of our future, you know, obstacles. I was gonna say enemies, but they're not really enemies. They're just, um, Because they don't, it, it's not that way. It's just that they're evolving and we're in the way. So um, it's not like they they intentionally say, we, we just want to take out this whole race. Um, no, it's just they, <laughs> they want the prize more, I guess. Um, so that's, that's, and that's terrifying. Like that's, uh, that's a scary thing. And then we're just all falling into it. We just hand it over, you know. Um, so enough with that soapbox, <laughs> quite literally. <laughs> um, I did mention the other place to find so much information on anything you could ever want to research is theblackvault.com. And um, Raymond Newsom, much love, everyone. Much love to you, too. So my face keeps freezing in really amazing ways on screen. It's, it's, oh, it might've kicked me off. Oh. Okay, I'm back. Maybe. Keeps freezing. Glitchy. I reloaded it.
Okay, I'm back. If you all can hear me, this is what happens when you talk bad about computers <laughs> and machines. Um, I uh, I get kicked off every time. So, um, anyways, let me know if um, you know exploring different. Uh, because that's what I do. I'm, I'm kind of more of a historian. Um, so exploring more of that while, while doing um, art and such through the month of February uh, would be interesting to you. So um, thank, I, I want to thank everyone for joining me. Um, obviously, there were some very specific messages initially as far as horoscope things because it was from the flip side of this year. Um, and um, hopefully that's relevant. So have a safe week. Um, create, grow, obviously, and, and focus on yourself. That's all we can do. So um, Again, thank you to Carnation and United Public Radio Network for sponsoring me, um, and we'll see you next time.